James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! This is March. Ready Gallagher. Welcome to the Bang Podcast. How are you, my friend? Good, Kyle Wheaton. Good to see you. Good to be back. You're right. It's March, baby. The ball is tipped. (laughs) (laughs) How are we feeling? It's been a couple weeks. I've I was a little rocky uh, on the rocks a little bit until uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes finally showed up for a road game in late February slash early March. What do you think about that? We uh, coming off of a horrible, not a horrible loss. It was to Michigan, who is very very good this year. Although they just got beat by Illinois without Io, so how good are they? But. Uh, Clearly, they're one of the best teams in the country. Got smoked by Michigan. Come back, beat a number four ranked team at their own gym, Ohio State. Um, it was a pretty, like, I mean, dominant win by Iowa, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I had some takeaways, um, good and bad. Uh, do you want me to get into those? You would not be a Gallagher if you didn't have some negatives, so let's hear it. <laughs> I maybe not as many bad, I guess. Uh, good takeaways. Number one, only played eight players throughout the entire game. I think this is so key moving ahead that you just kind of know who your guys are. And only guys off the bench, Murray, McCaffrey, and Toussaint. Would you make an argument for anyone else to play valuable minutes without Nunji in the rotation anymore? <clears throat> I mean, some teams play seven, you know what I mean? Like it's, it is what it is. I think, I think Fran historically, like the less players he plays, the more successful his teams are. I don't want, I think Nunji getting hurt is actually going to be a big deal for this team when it gets to be tournament time and we need some rim protection and everything like that. Cause he was a really good post defender, but I mean, Fran has found his three guys off the bench. And I mean, literally every guy on this team has like a, it's pretty cool because every guy on this team has like, especially off the bench, something they do really well and then something they kind of struggle at. And like Joe Toussaint has his speed, but then he has some turnover issues. Pat McCaffrey has like this awesome ability in transition, but, <clears throat> but he's just not there like strength wise and finishing wise. And Murray, like he's clearly the energizer bunny off the bench, but he has a lot of trouble finishing at the rim as well. So it's like they're, all these bench guys, like we have a good bench and, and they all have strengths and weaknesses, but it's, 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 it's nice to see that Fran has his guys and you have your, your two main guys you're going to play and everyone on the team kind of knows their role too. So I think it's, that's equally as important for this team right now. Uh, second takeaway, as you kind of alluded to, uh, Joe Toussaint off the bench, I think a bright spot. One for three from the field, one for two from the line, seven assists, one turnover. Do you think Joe Toussaint starts to carve into J- Bo's minutes if he's not producing? I don't know. I was really high on Joe after the uh, Gonzaga game. I was like, Joe's going to have a massive year. J Bo's going to lose some minutes, and it just didn't happen. And I think he's the point guard of the future for us, but I still think that J Bo is <clears throat> going to be the guy Fran's going to run with him. Look, J-Bo, I mean, clearly two hip surgeries have slowed him down a little bit. Not that he's bad or anything, but, like, he he isn't consistently being a flamethrower like he used to be, which, I mean, it's a lot to ask. But he still, he still puts in threes when when it matters occasionally. So, I mean, he, he, runs, he knows how to run the offense, even though he's not really a point guard, a true point guard. And I don't know. I, I like Joe. I think Joe can – if Joe continues to play well, he'll continue to get more minutes here down the stretch. My third positive takeaway, I think this was the best defensive effort and much less zone than we have seen in the McCaffrey era. Opinions on that? I agree. I think man has worked for him. I mean, these past, the past three or four weeks, Iowa's played better defense. And it's funny because they were so bad defensively. Like 
their net defensive rating was in hundred plus. I mean, one of the worst, I mean, terrible. And they've actually started to play decent defense, but their defense was so bad initially that their their defensive numbers are just jumping like crazy. So it's kind of cool to see they're like in the (laughs) fifties now for net, but it's, it's actually really cool to see that they're rotating. Well, they're not making, they still make mistakes, but every team's going to do that. But uh, it's cool to see. I mean, they clearly have a focus on it and, they've worked hard on it. And I mean, you're not going to play man the entire game. You're going to mix zone and you're, you're full court pressing. But I think if they stick to man, they've been good at it. They really have. They've, they've moved well and they know how to switch. And like I said, I mean, you're going to let open an open three happen or someone's going to drive by because there's going to be possessions that go back and forth four or five times, but I, I, they've improved for sure. Last positive takeaway. I think we've found a solid second fiddle in Joe Wieskamp, who over his last few games is averaging close to 20 and over 41% from three. Can Joe carry us to the Elite Eight or Final Four? He has to. Don't you think? I, He's just played, like, so well, and I'm just like, this is like – who he is, I think, a little bit. I, I would like to see him step up to the line with a little bit more confidence. And that was my one negative is we only got to the line nine times uh, in a game we basically handled, which you, you got to get there a little bit more, I think, in order to be consistently a, a force just because you're putting pressure on the defense. But I just, I really, he's just playing with some swag and some confidence. I just, I just hope he, I hope he keeps it up. I forget who I said this to, but he was like what we wanted Utah to be down the stretch that last year for him. Like he's shooting, he's taking contested threes. Like he's hit guys in the eye and he's kind of, he hasn't, it's hard to say he's fallen off because he was playing at such a high level for a few weeks. And like the past few games, he hasn't played as well, but the Michigan game, those, those guards were up in his grill and they, I mean, they game planned it well, but. Joe, if he would have performed even close to this last year down the stretch, Iowa would seriously have been uh, a contender to get Sweet 16, Elite Eight. And I think that's why they have the opportunity this year is because Joe has been playing. And I think I told you this a couple, many podcasts ago, he's the key this year to Iowa's team. If he can be the second fiddle to Garza and take some pressure off of him, Iowa has an opportunity to go pretty far. And especially if they're playing this defense like they've been playing. Frederick has been awesome. I mean, it's well documented how little he turns the ball over and how smart of a player he is. The other thing you're saying, you're, you're talking about the free throws. It's, it's kind of funny because Joe shot, Joe Wieskamp shot 90 plus percent from the line last year. And he was all, he like made every free throw. And it, it seems like him and a lot of the other guys just aren't as good at free throw shooting this year. I don't know if they like, I don't know. I mean, you're a basketball coach. Like why does free throw percentage go up and down year after year? Do you, are they practicing it less? Like, what do you think? That's a good question. Free throws just me are just so mental and a lot of, I don't want to say you either have it or you don't, but sometimes you definitely go through stretches where it just seems like the basket's a little bit smaller and although they need to do is get it righted, you know, for a couple of weeks in a row, which is definitely possible, yeah. which is, which is the good thing. It's just crazy. Cause he was automatic last year. I just don't get how you go from a 90% shoot. I'm sure his percentage isn't terrible. I'm sure it's like high seventies this year, but that's a hot, that's a big drop off from a guy who was shooting 90 for an entire season. And same with right. j like j doesn't, I, I attribute Jay and maybe it's they're not getting to the line as much. That could be it too. They're just shooting less free throws. And I'm sure the less you do something, the less you're going to be successful at it. So I don't know what that could be it too. I I also keep in mind, didn't get to watch the uh, Michigan game. We had a game that night too. So yeah. maybe I'm a little higher than I should be, but no, Michigan, got- Michigan defended us so well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, it was the first time Garza has gotten beat by a big, I think, like throughout the entirety of a game. That's did Garza lose some draft stock after that game? No, no, he didn't. Garza's not going to be used as much in the post, anyways, in the NBA. He's going to be used to stretch the floor. 
he's going to come off the bench. He's going to stretch. He's going to be, I mean, the NBA is all about stretching the floor and spacing and they'll use him in the post a little bit. I, I see like a Brooke Lopez style, that type of thing. But I mean, Brooke Lopez is sitting out there shooting threes, you know, like a Nikola Vucevic, he can shoot threes. So guys will come off the bench. He'll shoot threes. He's got to become a better passer. He's got to be quicker on his feet, but no, I don't think I heard his draft stock at all. Okay. Not that it was that high in the first place, but yeah. Last question on the on the Hawks, really. If you're an Ohio State fan, what's your concern level? You lose three in a row down the stretch. Now, keep in mind it was some pretty good teams, but I don't know on a scale of one to ten, seven point two. Okay. That's pretty concerning. Not as, not as, it's not a 15 out of 10, like uh, Richard Patino. <laughs> He's out of a job. He should have been out of a job when he was flying the private jet at Minnesota to just like do personal things. He should have lost his job a long time ago. If, if you're a Patino, you're probably doing, doing some greasy shit. So on to the next one, I guess. Don't tell me Nebraska tonight is a, uh, Tonight, as in Thursday night at eight o'clock, is a trap game. No, I will talk about this in the bang parlay, but we'll beat Nebraska. But they just came off a win against um, who did they just beat? I think they pounded uh, Minnesota. I'm pretty sure it was Minnesota. I mean, they blew their brakes off. Now, Minnesota is a team that's given up on their coach and on their season. Yeah. Was it Minnesota? Can you confirm that for me? I'm pretty sure it was. That's, um, <laughs> They, they are definitely playing better just by the preview article titles. So they lost their one of their leading scores. I don't know if it was their leading score, but he just like left the team. He was like, he transferred there this past season, but the guy literally just left the team the other day. And that same day they go and beat the brakes off of Minnesota. So I think there was something there where like, Hey, this, we can still do it without this guy play for Hoiberg, you know, Minnesota's kind of given up. Now, Minnesota's got a pretty good roster. So it's kind of weird that they just kind of fell apart this year. You know, that car kid is pretty good and Robbins and Brandon Johnson, the guy who destroyed Iowa when he hit like 10 threes and then didn't make <laughs> 10 threes again for the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, they're, they clearly just don't like their coach, it seems like, and they don't have any chem. So let's get off the Minnesota Golden Gophers basketball topic, though. I didn't get you on them, but uh, so you asked Nebraska. Uh, no, I, Iowa will win the game. I think I think Iowa win both Nebraska and Wisconsin on Sunday. So let's say Iowa wins them both. The highest seed we can get in the tournament is a three. You believe? three? Okay. Yes. So currently, if the season ended, I believe we'd be the three seed. Okay. Just looking up who that uh, who would that match us up with? I know as the four, you still had to go through like was it Michigan State who's playing pretty well? I mean, if it was the four, you'd be playing like Purdue at the five or Ohio State at the five. Ohio State has kind of played themselves into a shitty situation. They were just they were just sitting at a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Now they're looking at like a five seed for the Big Ten tournament. They're an interesting case study. They're almost in like an Iowa situation, the situation that Iowa's in every year. All right. So, yeah, you're right. Iowa's the four, Purdue's the five. This is the most recent. Who's the three? Three was Ohio State. So this was uh, this was not before that game, so it's probably not totally updated. If Iowa, though, gets the three, the six right now is Wisconsin. Boy, both, both those are tough draws but at least they both have to play a game before Iowa and yeah. as you know the Big Ten tournament is back to back to back to back so no no rest day no nothing and that would be that would be pretty big I think here's my question to you what will it take for you to see this season as a success I will give you my answer but you go first sweet sweet 16 that's all I'm asking for at the moment I would like to see a Big Ten 
Big Ten semifinal appearance. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, the big thing is too, though you if you get out of the four seed and get to the three seed, you avoid Michigan as your second game. That would be pretty big, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say as ex- obviously I want more, but if we make the second round of the NCAA tournament, which hasn't happened basically since I've been alive. Second weekend, you mean? Correct. Um, and we have won some Big Ten tournament games since I've been alive, obviously, but I don't know. I, I How would you answer that question? <clears throat> so I, I know the expectations are pretty high for this team. I actually – already see this season as a, as a success. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, no matter where we end up, the season, if it ended today, like another pandemic hit, COVID-21, knock on wood. I, I do. I, it, we're, we're, we've been ranked in the top 10 all season. There's been a few weeks where we've been knocked out, but we've been in the top 10 all season. We have the national player of the year on our team. <clears throat> I know we, we're going to end up with a top seed in the Big Ten tournament, most likely. We're going to end up with a three seed in the NCAA tournament. To me, that's it's a win already. Like it's just cake after this. Now, I obviously would like to see success in the postseason. Fran hasn't proven. I mean, Fran historically will lose to a Penn State or a Northwestern in the postseason. But this team's different, man, and they're playing well, and they have leadership, and obviously we have the best player in the country, and we have Wees Camp. So I think we could make a little run. There's a we could beat any team in the Big Ten tournament. I even think we could beat Michigan the way they played the other night against Illinois. So that, that brings an interesting argument. You know, Illinois was at, without their quote-unquote player of the year candidate. Do you have any uh, statistics or analysis that could maybe uh, help some of those confused individuals that think uh, Ayo DeSumo is deserving of national player of the year over Luca Garza? Well, I mean, Luca's averaging a double-double. He's averaging three more points a game. Um, Io, Io is a fantastic player. If Io was not on Illinois and their fans weren't such jackasses, I'd be all, <laughs> I would be all over it. Io has been out the past couple games and let's see here. <clears throat> so he averages 34 minutes a game. Luca, Luca averages 31 and that Luca still averages three more points a game than Io. Now, Io's got assist and um, rebounding numbers, I mean, pretty well for a guard, but Luca, I think Luca just blows him away overall. Luca averages eight rebounds. He doesn't average a double-double. I'm sorry, eight rebounds a game. This is a horrible case I'm making. But the big thing for me is that I noticed is Luca um, averages three minutes less a game, and he still averages three more points a game than Io. Um and it's not even close to competition. I mean, he faces these awesome Big Ten bigs every night, and he still dominates. So Io's great. I really think Io in any other year would be the player of the year. But Luca, I mean, the whole reason that this Io thing came about was just competition for Luca to have. You know, the Illinois and the Big Ten created this whole thing. So Luca would have competition in the Big Ten player of the year race, similar to Obi Toppin last year when he should have beat Obi Toppin. But, um, anyways. Io's been out though. He broke his nose and I, he must have a concussion or something. So he's not playing anymore. The rest of this, I don't know if he's playing anymore of the regular season, what his status is for the big 10 tournament, but it must be pretty serious if he hasn't been playing. Yeah, it was concussion protocol. So hopefully he's back and. He's awesome, dude. He's an awesome player. I wish I didn't have to hate him. He also, I will say this. He's a little bit of a stat chaser. That's I know one of the games he got basically inserted late when they were losing maybe against Michigan state and they lost. Yeah. They lost by like 10 and this is the game he broke his nose in. Yeah. And they're still playing him and five seconds left in the clock. He steals the ball and goes and lays it in because he's worried, worried about stat chasing. And that right there tells me that the guy is not the national player of the year. Yeah. Well, just use your vote wisely, okay? And uh, you make sure when you vote for the National Player of the Year, you make the right choice, all right, bud? The Bang Podcast gets one vote. (laughs) I lost the coin flip.
<laughs> I uh, who's the Creighton guard that we used to talk shit to on Twitter? Grant uh, Grant Gibbs. Grant Gibbs. He's my. He comes in second place for me this year. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a, a six-year Creighton guy we talked to on Twitter as the vote getter. Yeah. Why not, right? Anything um, else? Iowa basketball. What do you think about like uh, tournament seeding right now? So Iowa's projected as a uh, as a two seed right now. Uh, I think the top two seed or one of the top two. I mean, it's pretty tight right now. Like if Iowa, essentially, it probably won't happen. Like some shit has to fall their way, and it really hasn't already done that. Like Illinois would have had to lose the other night, and they beat Michigan. They beat the breaks off Michigan, which probably came close to solidifying them. If Iowa has a run and can go and win the Big Ten tournament. I think there's a case to be made for Iowa as a number one seed, but I think most likely two seed for Iowa, or if they have a shitty run in the Big Ten tournament or falter this week, I mean, three seed at the worst, I would say. But what do you think about tournament seeding um, and then matchup potentially, matchups potentially in the uh, NCAA tournament? I think it's very crucial. There are one or two, I think three, there's percentage wise a huge increase in upsets against three not that I'm thinking negatively but uh I really like before Ohio State game they were as a three seed in the Gonzaga region I think Gonzaga is the region they absolutely need to avoid at all costs um then after the Ohio State game they were the number two in Michigan's region which I really liked a lot more but if they can avoid, like, I think those are the two best teams. If they can avoid those two regions and be a two seed, I think they're in really good shape. Um, I also think if they are like a two seed, I could see like a 7-10 upset happen and then maybe another upset in their bracket above them. And it's just like, it just feels kind of like that's it's it's that type of year where something like that happens and they catch just a little break hopefully but yeah no gotta, not a fucking chance dude we're no I way just, Iowa just, catches a break I just I just it's it's anything can happen at Iowa's not a two seat often and I I I'm just feeling it a little bit so you heard it here first and uh, that's what I'm thinking. You realize what we're doing. We're setting ourselves up for just the worst pain. <laughs> yeah, kind of like going up to Malarkey's and being like, yeah, let's take it easy. Nope, let's set ourselves up for the Monty, worst. Money, 10 Captain Americas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just not That's really pain. our style. <laughs> no. Well, we're going to be hurt this year. We know we are at some point. We're going to feel pain. I mean, but that's why we do what we do. So go Hawks. Hopefully we end up, if we're a two seed, hopefully, I mean, honestly, fuck it. We're going to, we'll end up wherever and we'll beat whoever. We'll roll the national title. Play Drake. See what happens. <laughs> avoid Drake. That's yeah. Avoid them. One team I'm not confident, or I'm confident that we will not lose to is the Drake Bulldogs. I don't know. They can't score. A lot of motivation for that team. It's true. Sorry, Josh Young. My bad, dude. Um, okay, that's it for the Hawks, I think. Anything else on the Hawks? NCAA tournament? Wisconsin on Sunday, you, you feel good about that? Yeah. Um, I'll be happy to watch them. Uh Watch your boy Brad Davidson in his last regular season game. What a donkey he is. Um, okay, before we move on to the next topic, I think we based our bang parlays on college basketball this week. Yeah, sure. So, you want me to read mine first? Go ahead. All right. I had three games. I had Texas plus two at Oklahoma. I'm, I'm wondering if you probably picked the exact same three I did. I had Oklahoma State plus 11.5 at Baylor, and I had Nebraska plus 16.5 versus Iowa. I already mentioned Iowa's still going to win the game, probably by double digits. That's just a large spread. Nebraska's motivated. It's Fred Hoiberg. 
and shit if they kick the shit out of them. It is what it is. But I still think that Nebraska covers that 16 and a half. So that's my theory. That was a stay away. I would lean more towards the Hawkeyes. We we both had Texas plus two, which means Oklahoma's definitely routing Texas. <laughs> Keep in mind, pick the other way. The uh, the other two I had were different, though, just because I wanted some different uh, bang parlay options. So I had Texas plus two. I had Michigan State plus 12. And I can't remember who they're playing, but someone – oh, it's Michigan. They're playing Michigan tomorrow. And at 12, 12 is a lot, especially in a rivalry game. That's that's a 10 point game, you know. Yeah. And then uh, the, the last one I had was Eastern Carolina plus two and a half. They were at home. It's supposed to be a close game anyway. So I think Eastern Carolina probably pulls it out. Got to go with the home dog there. Yeah. Who do they play? Uh, I do <laughs> have it. They play UCF. So I don't oh. know. I don't know anything about either team. Blake Bortles. <laughs> he's is he's i think he's reserved i don't know if he's starting tomorrow. oh okay all right what about uh what was blake Bortles' girlfriend's name uh dukes <laughs> Lindsay dukes that's right <laughs> anyways on to the next thing you're not trying to reveal our next bang parlay guest are you <laughs> yeah Lindsay dukes <laughs> <laughs> um let's stay on the topic of basketball and wrap it up with a little uh and we always wrap it up with nba let's let's talk a little nfl you got anything to add on the nfl what's currently happening free agency jj watt to the cardinals really i mean i don't think the cardinals are winning much next year i don't i'm not a kyla murray believer to be honest but yeah i have a little fill in the blank game you want to do one of my fill in the blanks right now just to give a little tease to the audience yeah let's tease them a little bit Okay, so one of them was J.J. Watt on the Cardinals makes them a serious blank, and I want you to fill in the blank. Hmm. J.J. Watt on the Cardinals makes them seriously average. Okay. I I had a serious division contender, but that was was all I had. Just as, as far as within their own division. I don't know. I, I, Kyler Murray was kind of my fantasy guy this year, but I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury and him in big games were not that great. Yeah. I agree. Seriously, I just, I'm, I'm good with seriously average. Yeah. I mean, that's an eight and eight football team to me. That's, I've heard some the last few days, JJ Watt stuff. I, I think he's a good player, obviously, Big Ten guy. I've also heard he kind of does his own thing a little bit, which I, I could see. My thought behind it is adding a, a 10 plus year NFL veteran to a defensive line. <clears throat> does it really move the needle or is it just like uh, not much NFL news going on right now? And that's moving the NFL news needle. So I don't know, maybe. Yeah. When they played the chiefs two years ago, he was hurt and came back miraculously from an injury, but you never heard his name once the entire game. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, that's the fill in the blank game. Uh, stay tuned. We'll play that in a little bit. What, what other free agents are there in the NFL? Who are we waiting to hear on? Uh, I mean, Deshaun maybe on the move. Sam Darnold, I think. I mean, just talking quarterbacks, I guess. Um, some draft stuff coming up. I think the combine's coming up a little bit here. Um, have you seen any Hawkeye draft hype? Just curious. Uh, all of it's pretty, yeah, I follow a lot of like, not as much as some other people do. I know, but like I follow a bunch of NFL draft guys and like some guy was talking about Amir Smith-Marset and like how Iowa didn't use him the right way and how he'll have a lot of opportunities in the NFL to if he ends up with the right place, which isn't that the case for everybody, if you end up in the, in the right system, I mean, that's how you excel. So Davian Nixon is like projected as defensive tackle number two. Mel Kuyper had him at like a third round grade. I think his draft stock has fallen a little bit after everyone's kind of watched the tape, which whatever that means, he had a dominant season. Um, Chauncey Golson's gotten some hype. Brandon Smith. I think there was five total dudes that got invited to the combine. 
the Smith, Mar Smith, Marset, Smith, Golston, Alaric Jackson, Nixon. So those five guys. I think I saw one tweet this week that said something from a draft analyst like Alaric Jackson, talented, but very inconsistent or rocky would not take him above the fourth or fifth round, something like that. Vegan diet holds it, holding him back. <laughs> it, it didn't say that. But. <laughs> he was light this year. He just seemed really light. What a wacky Iowa football season this last year was. It was. It, we'll, we'll never get closure on it. I'm still upset. I know. Six and two. Oh and two. Six in a row. No bowl game. What the fuck? <laughs> just terrible quarterback play for the majority of the year and still somehow ripped off six straight. Take it. Amidst yeah. uh, program issues, firings, <laughs> guys flipping into the end zone and breaking their ankle. Yeah. That's, I can't believe that. It doesn't seem like it really happened, to be honest. Like it was just a blur. I don't know. Um, I, most of most of my NFL stuff will come in the fill in the blank game, so maybe save it till then. Yeah, that sounds good. I have a couple Bucks guys are free uh, free agents: Chris Godwin, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Brandon Sheriff. Did he sign an extension? I thought he was locked up. Good question. Um, I think David will get the most interest elsewhere. Don't you? Yeah. I'm mean, Chris Godwin's getting a lot of looks too, and I don't blame him. I mean, the Bucks only have I think I saw like yeah, I don't even want to say the wrong number, but the Bucks only have obviously a certain amount of cap to deal with and it's a lot yeah, of guys. Don't you think A B will just and uh your boy uh Scotty Miller will just take those receptions? Stop. <laughs> We need our guy Godwin back any day. I mean, after seeing Scotty Miller party, I'm good. That guy can move on to the Titans or wherever, whatever franchise he wants to go to, to, to waste away. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's it. That's all I have in the NFL. I'm not sure if Deshaun Watson is going to get traded. It's been like months since they've been talking about that. Stock's never going to be higher. I don't think. And a lot of suitors, but we'll see. Yeah. Whatever. Speaking of <clears throat> demanding trades, I read an article about how James Harden was nearly dealt to the Heat instead of the Nets. It was uh, two Heat young players. So I'm assuming it was, I think Houston asked for. Had to be Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero was like the, the main piece. Duncan Robinson, my guy, Kendrick Nunn. Kelly Olynyk, Andre Iguodala, two firsts, and like a pick swap. So it's a pretty big deal. And I think that's why Miami didn't do it. But uh, yeah, I think Miami was in pretty good shape to get Harden and then fell apart and he ended up on Brooklyn. So interesting. Brooklyn's pretty playing really well right now, obviously. I mean, I think they are outside of the Lakers, especially, I mean, would you consider Brooklyn the favorites right now for the NBA title? Uh, not the favorites, no. I like how the Jazz are playing. Lakers are still the favorites, though. I was gonna say, if you're about to call the Jazz the NBA title favorite, <laughs> that 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 team has regular season like just regular team. season Atlanta Hawks when we were in college, written yeah. all over it. What a squad, though. I know that, they were one of our NBA pick'em teams when we did like the NBA roster guessing. Kyle Korver and Teague yeah. and Millsap. That's true. That's a good comparison. I think Millsap's, oh, Millsap's on Denver. Jokic is playing really well, speaking of Denver. Jokic is playing out of his mind. How's your boy Embiid playing lately? Good. He, uh, he, I saw something tonight that he did. He sent a game to overtime. But, I mean, I still think it's LeBron right now that's leading the MVP race. To me, it's, I mean – it's all about just hype during the season. And Jokic had a 36, 37 point triple double last night. I think Jokic is actually in that number two spot for MVP right now. 
which Jokic was my dark horse con- uh, MVP contender at the beginning of the season. Pull up some NBA uh, NBA standings quick. I have I have NBA stat leaders currently. I'm gonna ask you to give me the top five points per game, guys. Oh, tough. I do have the standings up. Do you want those first? Yeah, let's hear them a little bit. I, I uh, let me guess the West really quick. Okay. I think we got Utah. I think yep. Phoenix jumped to the number two spot. Yep. LAL. LAC. Nice. Four for four. And this is where it gets a little tricky. So number five, it's not Golden State. No. Is it Denver? Nope. <clears throat> Portland? Nope. You just named seven and an eight, though. So I got five and six. I just mixed mix them up or what oh you're missing number five you got six is portland seven is denver and eight is golden state though oh who's five okay um is it this is a team that, that's always relevant even though they're totally irrelevant news and media wise always relevant totally irrelevant hmm. well i thought we'd be talking about the warriors um it's not the timberwolves i know that yeah, they are 15th. Well, I've guessed in my head about every team I can think of. San Antonio. Oh, they're five. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they got some good young guys. Patty Mills, baby, still getting it done. Love that. Love that guy. And then the Grizzlies and Mavs are nine and ten. Look looking from the outside in. Lucas playing well. Um, what about the East? You want to try again or not? Yeah, I think I go. I think I got it. I think it's Nets, nope. Sixers. Okay, Sixers, Nets. Yep. <clears throat> this is harder than I thought. Sixers, Nets. Bucks, Celtics. I knew it was Bucks. Bucks, Celtics. Five is Knicks. Nope. Six is Knicks. The Knicks were at four. Six is Knicks. Okay. Seven is. Huh. Bulls. No, Bulls are tenth. The, all these, all these teams though, from five, from four to eleven, are within three games. So I'll just read them off. All right. So. Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Celtics. Five is actually the Raptors, who are Ooh. finally coming on a little bit, but kind of have some COVID going on. Knicks, six. Heat have moved into seventh. Hornets, eighth. Pacers, ninth on a little sk- four-game skid. Bulls, tenth. Hawks, eleventh. I think some teams have figured out how to place a bonus. He was just tearing it up, and he hasn't been as good. Yeah, he's he's run out of gas a little bit. Maybe needs a little all-star break, but he's in he is an all-star. So true. Nate Bjorken, he had him rolling for a while. He did. He'll he'll get him back. It's just starting to I think you're you're seeing a lot of teams though right now go through a little little skid of some sort, but some some are right in the ship a little bit too. That usually happens. The poor Rockets have lost twelve in a row. Brutal. That's terrible. <laughs> Why are we not betting money line against the Rockets every single night? I'm always looking for teams like that. And I, I tried to bet on the Thunder to start the year and they just won games and it was bullshit. Yeah. Um, if you were an NBA coach, what would be the least, um, what would be the worst case scenario job you would take? So like, let's, out of any, it, just all things in consideration, owner, city, my, I'm going to give you mine and it would be Indiana. And the reason being they've like have a history of not wanting to like pay players and cut costs and shit. So like, why would you want to coach there? Yeah. But they're always at least competitive. They haven't been like bottom feeders. Yeah. I also would, geographically Indiana makes a little bit of sense for us, you know? Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to think outside the box. Like, well, you said all factors, so I'm throwing it out. All right, who who would your team be? Least, the least, the, the destination you would least like to go. 
before this year, I would have said New York Knicks. This year, I would say Sacramento. Really? Even with Buddy like, Heald? Was Sacramento ever actually going to be competitive in our lifetime? Like, think about it. They were good, like when we were when we were young boys. I know when we were young boys, but yeah, they were good yeah. enough to get buried by the Lakers every year in the playoffs. That's true. Peja, you mod- you modeled your your game after Peja. Did you not? So. As I was talking to you about the Kings, Joel Embiid drops 40 and 19 on the Jazz. So I think he might be back up there above uh, Jokic. No, I wasn't saying he wasn't up there. I was just wondering how he was doing. I really haven't – I haven't seen the Sixers play this year one time, I don't think. And I hope I get to sometime. What's the most obscure NBA basketball game you've watched this season? Mm, good question. Like the second or third game I watched was like Charlotte and Brooklyn. Like Katie was just on fire. LaMelo wasn't doing very much. And now it's like LaMelo is a very decent player. And I, I didn't see that coming. I'm trying to think of the most obscure. So you mean obscure like no, nothing's on the line really or like something yeah, just, weird just weird shit you know like mine was <clears throat> mine was a brooklyn washington game on a sunday in january and i had bet on brooklyn to win the game i think it was a live bet so i had some pretty good odds and because i forget what the case was either way washington's down five with less than 30 seconds to go beal comes up hits a three Brooklyn throws the ball back in mounds. Ball gets stolen, pass to Westbrook for a three, and then uh, Washington goes up six and wins the game, and I had Brooklyn in that game. So that was kind of an obscure game, but, like, Washington beat Brooklyn. Very random, but it was a, it was painful because it was betting on the line, too, and I don't know. I mean, I wasn't watching the Charlotte-Golden State game when Draymond's two T's lost in the game. Yeah, what a jackass. Come on, man. <laughs> I was watching the other night when the Warriors got absolutely annihilated by the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, that was something. Yeah. That was an awful, awful game. I mean, I always – there's always a couple games that I'm watching. like, And we get the Bulls here, so I've, I've seen – I've seen more bowls than I would care to admit, but sometimes they actually play pretty well. Levine's yeah. having a nice year. I'm not a Levine lover by any means, but why not? Yeah. Why not though? I, I don't Curry doesn't play any defense and he's a flamethrower. <laughs> I'm not talking about his defense. He's just my... Let, me, let me take everyone hates Levine for some reason. Everyone I talk to hates Levine. There's some stigma around. No, me... I don't I don't hate Levine. I just don't love Levine. Like he's he does. Why some not? Stuff. Why don't you love him? Because he's not a creator. You're just you like guards who can create, don't you? No, he is a creator. He's not a very he doesn't seem to me like a great guy to play with, I guess. That's my that's my deal. Okay. Well, you're just used to Stephen Curry, the uh, all-time teammate. No, I, I, that is probably something I selfishly like, <laughs> except for Allen Iverson was my favorite player to begin with. But Literally the ultimate ball hog. <laughs> he always had decent assist numbers. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Name the uh, top five uh, leaders in scoring in the NBA. Um. I was watching the other night. They said Steph was like four or five. Is is that right? Is he? Steph is four. Steph is twenty nine and a half points a game. There's only one. The season started off higher than this, I think. There's only one guy over thirty right now. Uh, Steph is number four at twenty nine and a half points a game. Uh, Bradley Beal. He's number one at thirty two point nine points a game. Okay. 
he takes 11 and a half or he, um, he takes 23 field goals a game. <coughs> uh, the next highest person on this list takes 20. So he takes three more shots a game to get three more points a game. Uh, Embiid only takes 17 a game, and I just spoiled number two. At Joel Embiid at 29 and at 0.8 points per game. Wow. I would not have guessed him. That, that is very serious for MVP reasons, though. He might be the MVP this year. That dude is he's he's playing well. Um so those you're, two, you're missing number three and number five. Uh can I just get a conference for either one? Uh one west, one east. Okay. Um the next name that came to my mind is Booker, but I don't feel like he's averaging as much as he has in the past. He's number 13 at 25.2 points per game. So I'll go Lillard. Lillard is number four, number three, 29.6 points per game on 20 shots a game. Then in the East, uh, KD's missed some games. Probably up there, but I don't know if that's him at five. This is one of those like you definitely should get, but it's like I also get why you're not thinking of him right away. Okay. Um, just trying to think of teams. Your least favorite player in the NBA, Zach Levine, is averaging 28.5 points per game. And he's fifth? He's seventh. Okay. He's not this, my least favorite player. The, uh, the number five player in the NBA averages 29.1 points per game. He averages 18 shots a game, but gets, gets to the free throw line. 10 times per game, which is pretty high number. Yeah. I mean, I'm between Giannis or Harden probably with that stat, but Harden or Giannis hasn't been getting there as much. So I'll go with Harden. It's Giannis. Is it? I did. I didn't think he was getting there as much because he wasn't, wasn't shooting well. All right. Here's one last stat for you. That's fucking crazy. So, the top two uh, guys who get to the free throw line in the NBA are Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Joel is 11.6 times a game. Giannis is 10.4. Who is number three at 9.6 attempts per game? I feel like this guy – go ahead. Is he a starter? Yes. I was going to guess Lou, Lou Williams. But. In the Eastern Conference, sweet Lou at nine free throws a game. That would be something. <laughs> In the East. Nine, nine free. Uh, Julius Randle. Trey Young. Jeez. How did well, he get to well the done, line that much? Yeah, I, I just don't watch enough Atlanta Hawks games to see, I suppose. He's not strong enough to finish through anybody. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my NBA stats for the day. Nice. I, um, I have one more. Do you want to do a guess that player quick? Yep. So, instead of guess that team, guess that player, I'll, I'll just read some stuff off his resume for you, okay, without yep. trying to – and then maybe I'll give you one or two more hints. Okay. So this player was drafted in 2007, 22nd overall by the Bobcats. Still currently plays in the league. He is on his one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh team. And you're probably thinking, well, this guy's a nobody. No way I know who he is. Big East all rookie team, 2004. First team all Big East 2005. His team moves moves conferences then, and his first team all ACC and ACC Player of the Year in 07. Move conferences. Now that doesn't probably help you. Um, you would definitely know who this guy is. Well, it narrows I, I, it down to a few teams for me. Okay. Um, you can ask 
I'll, I'll give you two questions that I will answer best I can, and then you got to guess. What college did this player go to? I don't know if that answer might give it away. My first question, or my first guess, how many guesses do I get? Is it Gerald Green? It's not Gerald Green. Um, I wanted to give you two, two He was drafted questions. by Boston, I'm pretty sure, anyways. Yeah. Go ahead. What'd you say? I, I wanted to give you two more hints and then just have you guess, but I don't care. I'll give you two more guesses or two more questions. I'll give the colors of his college team are maroon and gold. Oh. This player is uh <clears throat> Player went to Boston College, I'm guessing. So it's Jared Dudley. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Let's go. My last hint was NBA champion 2020. That would have given it away. Yep. So would Boston College. So yeah, that's, that's true. That's like ACC player of the year, 07. I remember I just for tonight for some reason remembered a tweet. Someone tweeted at him like anyone could do Jared Dudley's job in the NBA. And he tweeted back like, oh, first be all Big East and then be ACC player of the year, then find your role in the NBA for 15 years or something. It's like, this dude is not there by accident. That's, for That's sure. true. And he had cornrows when he was in college. <laughs> of course. That's kind of sick. 2007, that doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was. Man, let's, let's get in there. All right, you ready for... Uh, the most anticipated fill-in-the-blank game? Let's do it. All right. Starting with some NFL. Okay, so the premise of this game is I'm going to give Whedon a sentence. He's going to fill in the blank, then I'll fill in the blank, and you at home can determine who the winner is, all right? Uh, so we already did the J.J. Watt one with the Cardinals. Next one. Sam Darnold next year will be a blank. Steelers backup. Ooh, uh, I'm going to say starter on someone other than the Jets. Now, that's just such a political answer. Uh, I'll go. Give a team and leave it vague. You don't need to give detail. Yeah, I'll go San Francisco starter. Oh, oh, oh. no details. No <laughs> details. <laughs> All right, next one. Fill in the blank. The minimum offer the Texans are asking for Deshaun Watson is blank. Three first-round picks and two defensive starters. I'm going to say one starter and four draft picks. Just four draft picks? Yep. I, I like... I want to say four first rounders, but I don't know if anybody's going to do that, but someone might. Yeah. All right. Quarterback and Richard. Yeah, no, no, no details. Let's yep, no details. We're just, we're just filling in the blank. That's all we're here to do. Yeah. Fill in the blank. The Buffalo Bills need to focus on blank this offseason. Pressuring the quarterback. I'm going to say more balanced offensively. That's what they need to focus on. Okay. Fill in the blank. Carson Wentz will play blank games next season for the Colts. 11. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to take the under there. I'll go I'll go 10. Okay. Price is right style. <laughs> um fill in the blank a successful record for urban meyer and trevor lawrence next year would be five and eleven that's that's similar i'm gonna say anything over three wins is pretty successful for them Fill in the blank. Most disappointing sophomore year NFL season at quarterback will be. 
And then I have as options Burrow, Tua, or Herbert. Most disappointing sophomore year season. I think Tua is probably going to be the most popular answer on the poll. But I'll say Tua. You're going to say Burrow. You hate Burrow. I'll say Burrow. I actually, I like Burrow a lot, but I'm going to say his hype is disappointing. Herbert will actually be disappointing just because I don't know if he can do what he did again, but he'll still be pretty good. I don't know what they're going to do. Is Tua a Dolphin next year, you think? I don't know. That shit's crazy. You have to remember that he almost, he like could have died from his hip injury. (laughs) I I don't know if that's true. That's pretty dramatic, but. Uh, He was still injured. I don't know. Next one. Fill in the blank. Among the entire league, dark horse NFL free agent in your mind is? Like the top dark horse free agent? Yeah. JJ Watt. Um, (laughs) Levante Levante David. That's I was going to say Chris Godwin, actually, because you brought him up, but. I also don't have a list of free agents. There's probably quite a few that are available. But Outside of our favorite teams, <clears throat> we're not supposed to do details, but Dak Prescott, Trent Williams, Allen Robinson, Leonard Williams, Justin Simmons, J.J. Watt, who's signed. Aaron Jones. What about Aaron Jones? 26. I don't know if the Packers can sign him. They're not bringing him back. He wanted so hard for them to. He wore the Green Bay chain in their first playoff game. He's. They're not bringing him back. Aaron Jones is my answer. Okay. That guy's going to contribute on a good team next year, or not. I like David. That dude. That dude's a baller. He's a stud. I wish Tampa would bring him back. Next one. We got five left. Fill in the blank. Highest drafted Hawkeye this spring will be? Davian Nixon. Yeah, I think so too. I think the order will be Nixon, Smith-Marset, Golston, Jackson, Brandon Smith, if he's drafted. You should save those for the draft pod when we go through every single pick, but uh, just just a precursor there, I guess. You are seven rounds of <laughs> all right pick is in. red zone is seven hours <laughs> bang podcast is seven rounds of NFL seven rounds of commercial free drafting starts now <laughs> all right uh now we're moving off football how'd you like the football ones that was, was good that was really good speaking of um Red zone just has a little intermission. Scott Hansen did the in-game announcing at the Super Bowl. That was pretty sick. So he for was the like red, the what? For the red zone or what? No, like it was like so you, obviously there's the broadcast CBS oh, activity, but you're he did the like actual the, Wow. That's, in stadium like in in-game announcing that type of stuff. It was pretty sweet. That dude knows it all. It's unbelievable. All right, moving off of football, though. Uh, fill in the blank. Jordan Bohannon's Twitter presence is? Annoying. <laughs> I, have to give, I have to give three sentences on why. Because he has a podcast with a Twitter account that bitches about other fans on Twitter but that Twitter account simultaneously bitches as well about shit. And Jordan ha- like half runs this podcast. It makes no yeah. sense. You're- I just hit- <laughs> it had like the long distance threes. His Twitter pod uh, thing had long distance threes and he was like way out in his own space and he like replied to it. It's like, dude, you're replying to your own tweet. Don't do that. <laughs> it just... I think Jabo's fine. I'm not good. I'm good here. I, I, I'm on. I'm on to the next one. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Wieskamp's draft stock will never be higher than right now. I, I'm. Uh, I wish I could say that. I said a week ago. About a week ago, if he has a uh, we, Joe Wieskamp's draft stock will never be higher 
after a 28-point Sweet 16 game where he where he hit six threes and has a wonderful defensive game. I would like that. You're getting me hyped. Next one. Got two left. Illinois stomping Michigan without AO means AO. <laughs> That's <laughs> I I think it means a little. I I don't read too much into it to be honest with you, but <laughs> All right, last one. Fred Hoiberg is most like our college friend. Wow. <laughs> he seems like reserved initially. But after a while, good locker room guy. Maybe kind of a jackass too, like deep down. But like he's a guy you'd want on your side. I'm gonna have to get back to you on this one. I had Tyler Castantine too. I'm <laughs> <agree>. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i mean i don't know if he completely matches up with any one of our buddies maybe like a greg you know greg davis <laughs> steven all <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that, I that's tough. I don't see it. Now now we're going to have to do a podcast comparing Big Ten coaches to Buena Vista 2015 graduates. <laughs> I'm in. Lock me in right now. All right. <laughs> you want to do it right now or you want to do it next week? No, let's do it some other time. We're never going to do it. <laughs> it seems like a good idea right now um all right last segment dad advice go uh, all right sorry call myself Wait, let's take a quick commercial break and we're back it's time for dad advice <laughs> time for dad advice if you need an oil change think jiffy lube <laughs> and we're back um Dad advice. Uh, this is more husband advice, but uh, just due to the basketball season being over, got to take my wife on a date uh, before the podcast tonight. It was a good time. I uh, went to a nice restaurant in Downport, something we don't do probably enough. And uh, I just think it's important, especially if not that coaching is like a stressful job, but if you have a job that takes you quite a quite a bit away from uh, the homestead. It's important to uh, devote, I think at least a night, if not a couple nights to just you and whoever your spouse is, just to, uh, as as my good friend Kyle Wooden would say, make sure you communicate clearly and uh, get on the same page. So that's my more life advice than dad advice. Did you just mean to do that? Get on the same page? It happens a lot. Wow. That's <laughs> cool. Um, so it's been, a, I'm not going to get into the details. It's been a rough couple of weeks here in the Wheaton household. But Noah turns one tomorrow, today when this podcast comes out. Big March 4th, 2021, one years old. So super pumped for that. But uh Man, it's been a good year. That's all. He's a good kid. He's a, he's good emotional support. It's fun raising him. So happy happy one year old. No weeding. 
Happy birthday. Good stuff. Yep. That's it. Good pod. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. We'll uh, try and keep things rolling here now that the, uh, well, it might be a little, t- how, are, how are the Iowa Wild doing? Good question. Um, good. 13 home games left. They can get them in. Play to play through May. So I mean, we got we got game home games every other weekend essentially for the rest of the year. So it'll be busy, but I mean they're the Chicago Wolves in our division absorbed like two NHL teams minor league programs just because like one team decided not to play this season. So they're housing the division. I mean they're just eating teams. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, getting people in and out of the building and yeah, being in the building is fine. That's honestly, it's been cake. It really has been. I mean, it, uh, people have been good about it. So good. Good. So, yeah, should be back. I think our uh, my prediction for twenty six guests in twenty twenty one, one every other week. Not off to a great start. So we got we got some catching up to do. We'll get there. I'm not worried about it. We uh, have we had a guest. We had Amara in 2021. Yeah, we've only had one guest though in 2021. So that's got a couple people lined up, man. It's just getting the schedules right, all that. So we'll uh, we'll get it rolling. We got some good shit coming though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's uh, like, rate, and subscribe. Tell all your homies. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's March, though. It'll be a fun month. It's March. We got NCAA tournament this month. The Bang Boys are back. Bang. Goodbye. <laughs>